Good morning. We're, we're treating Acts of the Apostles, and I hope that this, this series of teaching on the Acts of the Apostles will encourage you to understand the struggle of the early church, how we as young Christians struggle also, the experience of a powerful God, and how to connect with 220, you know, it's it's connecting to 220 it's not an easy thing because the power of God is overwhelming and it takes a human mind to understand it and and as we grow and deal with a lost world more than any time in history we are facing horrible horrible persecution to be a christian today it's a no no but i'm not uh, going to allow this to defeat me or to take me from my purpose. I was called to be a Christian. I was saved by grace. And I'm going to keep on kicking on until the last day of my life. So let me read Acts 1.8 because it has to do with uh, uh, Saul. Or the Apostle Paul 8, 1. It says, And Saul was consenting unto his death. Talking about Stephen's. In that time there was a great persecution against the church which was in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the region of Judea and Samaria. Except the Apostles. Except the Apostles remained in, of course, in Jerusalem. And devout men carried Stephen's to his burial. Courageous thing to do. And made great lamentations over him. That's very, especially when they had just crucified the Lord Jesus uh, uh, three months earlier. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church. Entering every house, inhaling, and women committed to them to prison. Therefore they, they who were scattered abroad were everywhere preaching the word. The death of Stephen's, this first martyr in the Bible, contributed to the conviction and ultimately the salvation of Saul. Remember, Saul was a young man who was taking care of the clothing of the Sanhedrin and the Jewish leaders as they took out their clothing and put it at the feet of this young man called Saul. And so later on, Acts 22.20 Paul recalls that experience. And when the blood of your martyr Stephen's was shed, I stood there giving my approval and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. So we can say safely that the speech of Stephen's had a profound influence in Saul's life. So two things that we are sure about in Stephen's death 
He spoke deeply into Saul's heart. Now, I want to stop for just a moment. You know, I've preached a series of 25 times. 25 times on the prophetic. Saying to you, that commenting, saying, speaking, repeating, telling, introducing, the stories of the Old Testament will activate the power of the prophetic word in the Old Testament to help us. As a matter of fact, the whole Bible, it is a prophetic book. And when people hear it, and people are under the teaching of a sound teacher who will give the word instead of rubbish, it will change people's lives. That's my personal experience at 76 years of age. You know, uh, at 76, you, or you learn something you never will. But I've learned that the teaching of the Word will change your mind, will change your life, will change your heart. Now notice this verse in uh, uh, chapter 8, verse 1. But look at the latter part of it. And it says, On that day, now, on that day simply means the day that uh, Stevens was stoned to death. On that day, a great persecution broke against the church at Jerusalem. You probably say, well, Rick, uh, would you say on that day? It's a verb that says exactly on that day. So why did the death of Stevens? Listen, if you hear the testimony of Stephen, which I preached last week, Monday through Fridays, you'll understand. The Word of God, the prophetic Word of God was uttered with so much power and anointing that the people who heard it, which were really not religious leaders, but Hellenistic appointed leaders that happened to be priests, They began to stone him. They took him out of the city and stoned, killed the man. So, the young boy that is sitting on the side of the side of the whole situation is chosen as the number one persecutor. The persecution had already started in chapter 4, 5, and 6 of Acts. As Luke, the apostle Luke, the one who wrote the book of Acts, describes as the beginning uh, in the Hellenistic synagogue in Jerusalem. You know, a synagogue, uh, verse 9, 6, 9 says, Opposition arose, however, from members of the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, Jewish of Cyrene, Alexandria, as well provinces of Sicilia and Asia, who began to argue with Stephen's. They began to argue. Stephen, on chapter 6, he's arguing with a whole bunch of people. But they could not stand against the wisdom of the Holy Spirit gave him as he spoke. So what I'm saying to you is that this Stephen's name that was the first martyr in the Bible, by the way, he is in heaven. And there's a large platform in heaven where the throne is. And under that platform of heaven, 
as, 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 as John describes in the book of Revelations. The martyrs are crying out. Crying out revenge, revenge uh, uh, for their blood. And so heaven is a very difficult place to ignore during this time in the world today. Because many Christians are being burned to death. You know, if you want to look at the impact of persecution today, go to, uh, go to Ethiopia. There's a war in Ethiopia. And thousands of people are being killed because they trust the Lord Jesus. So in Acts 5, uh, uh, before the apostles were ordered to not speak in the name of Jesus. In Acts 5.40, again, facing the Sanhedrin, uh, they were reprimanded and then they were flogged. They were punished, physically punished, and commended them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Well, how about Saul? How about this young man? What happens to him? The young man who held the garments of those stoning Stephens. Luke says, Saul consenting unto his death. Maybe by vocalizing. Maybe by yelling, saying, kill him, kill him, kill him. Who was Saul? First of all, he was a Greek-speaking Jew. A Pharisee. A Sicilian who argued with Stephen's at the Hellenistic synagogues in Jerusalem. So as a young man, age 15, 18, 19, he was well learned, well skilled, educated by the best in those days. And so you see a leader that is developed within the Jewish community as a very powerful voice and very gifted voice. That is why when I meet a young man that I'm saying is very gifted, uh, I have the responsibility to, to, uh, to train, to equip, to correct, to kick, to harass, to bother, until they get the idea of why they're here with me. And by the way, those who have been with me here in this uh, program of internship in the last uh, 40, 50 years are working, doing very well in the world today and are successful. So, somebody educated Saul. We know that he was a bystander at the stones, stony of Stephen's. He gave full consent and became the full-time persecutor. So, the deaths of Stephen's created a violent persecution of Christians in Jerusalem in those days in vicinity. Had a population of over 25,000 souls or more. This is a conservative number. So you're talking about a full rebellion in the city of Jerusalem. But the rebellion was led by this young man. All Christians left Jerusalem except the apostles. Now who started this persecution? Well, first of all, it, it, when you preach the word the way they, Stephen's did, uh, it, will, it will simply begin a war. That's what America needs today. It needs somebody to just uh, 
saith. The persecution was fueled by Zionistics, Jews. And the fury came against the Greek-speaking Christians. Notice that I said Greek-speaking Christians. Now, remember now, <laughs> when Paul went to, went to Greece, he preached in the, in the, in the Parthenon, in the area. He, uh, he preached the gospel there. And thousands were converted. But this is even before Paul grows up and is healed and delivered in, in Damascus. We're talking about another, another 25 years earlier. Because we know well that after his experience in Damascus, Paul takes a, a period of 14 years away into, the, into areas of Saudi Arabia. And then he returned on the 13th chapter of Acts. And he, uh, he receives his call with Barnabas to go into the nations. So you're talking about 25 years er earlier than, than, than the, 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 the rebellion in Jerusalem. It was uh, used by, allowed by God to, to, to take place. Now, I, I was thinking about to tell you this, the word diaspora. Or dispersal, comes from the Greek word seed. The seeds were scattered throughout the known world. Samaria and Judea is one place. The word of God prosper in those places because the early Christians were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now you say, Rick, how do you? What do you mean by that? Well, listen. About 27, 30 years ago, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's no question about it. It wasn't my salvation. It was an experience that rattled my life completely. I, I've been, I went through the persecution of Christians just to have that experience. And here I am at 76, kicking on day and night. So what do you mean by it? Well, number one, I'm not in Fort Lauderdale playing shuffleboard with my retirement. I don't have any. But something happened in me. Imagine those people that were witnesses of Pentecost. How they began to preach. You know, Philip was at Pentecost. You know, the seven people that were in the kitchen, taking care of the kitchen, Philip and, and, and of course, uh, Stevens, there were two of them. Uh, Philip wasn't the Philip of, of, the, of, of the, the apostle Philip, but just an evangelist. He began to go in the areas north of, uh, of Israel, above Judah, uh, and, and begin to preach the gospel, and begin to heal people and deliver people, and lay hands on people, and people were totally set free. And so, the type of Christian of the, of the Old Testament here, we're talking about are people that resembles what's happening today in the life of the church. Thousands, literally thousands have been Filled and powered by the Holy Spirit. I've taken them to Brazil. That's what I've been doing. If you ask me what I've been doing. <laughs> I've been going to Brazil for 40, 30 years. Jonathan Dunn, Betty McKinney. Uh, uh, and all those who are part of our ministry that we love so much. They're part of this movement of empowering the laity. And so 
Now the disciples were spread were, were spread all over the place. The the apostles were in Jerusalem holding the fort. And so the persecution had an aspect of it that I want to share with you. But Saul begun to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged both women and men and put them in jail. Galatians 1.13, Paul talks about that. For you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism, how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. I'll tell you this. You want to you want to get on the bad side of God Almighty? Try to hurt his church. And I'll tell you this, I have a word of warning to those of you in the United Methodist Church that are splitting uh, 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 this coming August in 2021. God's going to deal with you severely. You're hurting the Christians. You're hurting the men of God and women of God who are elderly today. And uh, you're going to respond to the Lord. That's a prophetic word from me to you today. God is going to, you're going to be accountable for those leaders and bishops who push this movement. You're going to be responsible to God. So now, is Paul convicted? Yes, Acts 22.4 says, And I persecuted the way unto death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women. So what makes to choose? What makes God to choose His servants? You know, have you have you ever thought of this? Why in the world God would choose a man like Saul, murderer, put people in jail, took Mrs. Mary, Mrs. Frankie out of the house, drag her by her hair into a carriage and put her in jail to be killed? You don't mess with people of God. And get away like that. It seems that there were many others that could be chosen to fulfill the ministry needed. You know, I would pick Philip. The one chosen to manage the serving of the orphan tables and the widows. He could fulfill the call. Why so? Saul was a murderer. Saul killed the double SCS. Paul killed the women, the elderly women of the church. How can you do that and be and be chosen to be an apostle? Eh, just beyond me. Now, let me explain then. Romans 5.20 says, where sin abounded, grace did more, much more abounded. Where sin increases, grace superabounded, and then some more. Okay. Judah, for instance. You familiar with Judah? You know, every time I look at my Bible, you know, I, 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 I like to read Genesis 49. It says this. Judah is a lion's whelp. It's referring to a young lion in the power of its youth. From the prey, my son, you are going up. He stooped down, he couched as a lion, and as an old lion, 
Who shall rouse him up? Meaning, he's talking about Jacob prophesying over the head of Judah. Well, Judah, Jacob's son, took Tamar, his daughter-in-law, and conceived out of her three children. Tamar's supposed to be married to Ur. Instead, Jacob committed adultery. Uh, Judah committed adultery. And God corrected him and took two of his sons. Now, let's take a look. Bathsheba. was taken by David. David took her husband, Uriah, and put him in front of the, of the war, the battle. He got killed. He was killed. And out of that unity between David and Bathsheba, God brings Solomon. And Bathsheba and Tamar are in the patriarchal family, the lineage of Jesus. Figure that out. So why not Saul? Paul experienced the grace of God and repented. Why not Saul? What did Saul accomplish? Do you remember when Mary Magdalene was close to the tomb and, uh, and she uh, looked inside and the tomb was empty and she went outside and looked, and running was John, followed by Peter. Remember that. Remember that experience. Well, God knew that even John was the tender, the sweet, the gentle. He had more heart for Jesus than Peter did. Even though Peter was the leader, John was Jesus' favorite. Just like Joseph was Jacob's favorite. And so, when you, when you see the heart of God, He has a funny way of choosing things. He has a, a very different way in seeing the heart of somebody in spite of what other people see it. Let me ask you this. Are you trapped into something that you can't get out? Are you deeply involved in a business situation that you know that physically, spiritually, and morally, and ethically, and financially is wrong? And you can't get out? That's grace for you. God can work things out for you. If you are experiencing difficulties in your life, in terms of anger, hate, retaliation, thoughts of murder, which is rampant in America today. I never understood the situation in Atlanta, Georgia. But I want you to know that the city of Atlanta, Georgia, is filled with so much hate. You can feel it as you cross 316 into 285. 
that whole area, that whole area of Atlanta, north and south within the perimeter, are filled with hate and anger and jealousy and murder. And I prophesy to you today that the election of 220 has its heart, its, 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 its growing cancer in the city of Atlanta, Georgia, in the state of Georgia. Primarily in the city of Atlanta. As the future comes to us, we're going to see a lot of things done in the city of Atlanta, Georgia. So let me ask you this. Is there hope for people that hate that much in Atlanta, Georgia? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. There's hate so much that if you are in the wrong place, you might as well leave because you're not welcome. There's a divisiveness that anger, retaliation, thoughts of murder, meanness, and there's no end to what they can do to change an election. But let me tell you this. God is overall. He is the God who will take care and work things out according to His will. And there's no small, big agenda or anyone of any color, creed that's going to take from God the power to make a decision and to do what He's promising to do. And there's no way you can fight it. You can do anything you can, but God God is sovereign. He will win. God will win. It might be a question of time, but I say to you, it's very, very soon. And so, would you please, those of you who are struggling with your past, would you follow the example of Bathsheba, even though she committed sin, according to David, God honored and made Solomon in the lineage of Jesus, according to David. Tamar had to do all of this in order to gain the birthright in the patriarchal family. But she won the battle. She won it more than anything else. I think Judah wanted her, her physically, but she wanted spiritually a blessing from God to be a part of a patriarchal family. So what I'm saying to you today might not affect you that heard this message, but I hope you'll be able to think about it, be able to examine the Scriptures, and be with us. By the way, let me do a commercial. Uh, this is a ministry of RBM in Athens, Georgia, and our address is P.O. Box 5188, Athens, Georgia, 30604. Our telephone number is 706-353-1546. And we're here not going anywhere. We're not running anywhere. All we're doing is to preach the Word of God because we believe it can change your life. And as you begin this week, we wish you a wonderful uh, time with the Lord eating that turkey. And Thanksgiving. I want you to know the turkey that I'm going to eat is already in a spa being treated and serviced and cared for and then cooked. Uh, so I can I can really my mouth just filled with water, just just all over the and so uh that God will bless you abundantly this week and next week. Those of you from RBM in our closer circle that are listening are are our dinner for Christmas dinner is at the Civic Center in Athens, Georgia, 
December the 3rd at 7 p.m. If you haven't uh, registered, you got a chance until uh, 1 o'clock today to call the office. The Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. From the seed of Abraham And led them through the wilderness Into the promised land In boundless love and mercy He gave His only Son Who became the sacrifice for everyone Oh God's mercy so amazes me Oh God's mercy So amazes me To every generation He gives the joy of His salvation Oh God's mercy So amazes me as I watch the world around me, I can see His from the seed of Abraham and led them through the wilderness.